Yes, yes, yes. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another amazing episode of yet another podcast. Your boys, Summit and Thunmith, we are back. What up, Summit? What's going on, bro? How you doing? I am good, man. How are you? Uh, hanging in there, man. It's been a it's been a rough, interesting week. <laughs> kind of tiring, you know, a lot going on. So, yeah, man, this has been a tough week for sure. Which is crazy because we hung out, me and you hung out on Saturday, yeah. and Saturday was such a it was a high note. We went to Simit and I went to our best friend Sajit's uh, family's house uh, for a birthday party. It was Sajit's birthday, but it was also our niece's first Lordy. If you don't know what Lordy is, uh, I don't really know how to explain it. Google so it. Google it, maybe. <laughs> There's fire involved and food i don't know how to explain <laughs> it <laughs> fire and peanuts <laughs> yeah fire and nuts bro it's just also it is so um yeah that was fun and then we hung out with uh my friends uh in bridgewater prashant shout out prashant shout out akshay so it was a great time man we had a good we had a really fun night saturday night and then literally heading back from new jersey on sunday uh, you know, TMZ broke the news, and I forget who sent it to me first, but somebody sent it. I think it was in my in my friend's group chat, one of my friend's group chat. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent it, and I was just like, nah, that's fucking TMZ. Fuck TMZ. Like, they always trying to kill somebody that's not really dead. <laughs> like, you know, it was fake news shit. No. And then, geez, after that, it was... I don't even know <laughs> how do I recall everything after that. I, I, I know I was like driving that entire day with my mom. We were driving back home to Maryland. So I was like, it was very hard to keep up with everything that was happening. You know, obviously it was like a developing situation. Right. Uh, but like when I got home, I was, you know, tried to catch up on everything. But I think my first reaction was just like complete denial. I was just like, yo. Yeah. This ain't happen. This is not real. So for real. for those listening that haven't been able to figure out what we're talking about, um, we are referring to the passing of Kobe, his daughter, and all the other passengers on the uh, the chopper, the helicopter that went down and uh, took the lives of nine people. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, I, I I remember exactly what I was doing, where I was sitting when I first heard the news. And just like you, I think, you know, I heard it first from one of my friends in our, in our uh, group chat. And he was just kind of like, apparently Kobe died. And I was like, come on. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Complete disbelief. Like there's no way, no way. Yeah. This is a hoax a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had recently seen him and his daughter on TV a few weeks ago, uh, yep. you know, enjoying a game. You know, he was talking basketball, kind of like showing her and teaching her some stuff on the sideline. Yep. You know, like just a really, um, a really nice image, you know, that that scene there. And um, then yeah. to, to receive this news. And, and at first, I think it was kind of all over the place. Like, as you mentioned, TMZ broke the news. And yeah, I will say that TMZ 
is generally pretty accurate with their news because they are the only ones who are like literally following every single celebrity throughout their entire life (laughs) right so like it's it's just like they do weird shit that i don't always agree with like you know i I respect people's privacy i don't fucking like the fact that they camp out outside like kanye's house and you know all that shit that's just weird man that's just too much for me yeah the paparazzi thing i just i just can't relate to it um like i'll like i live I used to live in New York City in Manhattan. I used to walk by celebrities all the time, uh, especially yeah. in the area I used to work in. And it just became a normal thing. Like I wasn't going to stop them and like take pictures of them without like permission and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but uh, anyway, going back to the, the, the TMZ, um, you know, the same kind of reaction I had, like, you know, this cannot be real. It's TMZ. Are they really, are they really sure that this happened? You know, things like that. And then as the news started to filter in, um, yeah. You know, I was monitoring Twitter and I kind of got my newscaster hat on a little bit, um, you know, trying to figure out what what was real and what wasn't, you know, because uh-huh. a lot of different information was being shared. A lot of different stories were going around. Yeah, um, there was just so much speculation. And and I actually, you know, one of the first things I did was actually went to Kobe's Twitter account. So that I could be like, nah, he's gonna clear this up. He's gonna, he's just gonna tweet out something saying, "Yo, fuck TMZ, they lying," <laughs> you know, something like that. But uh, and then I saw his last tweet was at LeBron James because LeBron had just what was it like a few days before had literally just passed him as the number three all time scoring player in the NBA, and he was he was bigging him up, you know. And man, when I saw that last tweet, like that's when the fucking tears came. I was like, shit, like that's fucking crazy. Um, it, I think for like a whole two days for me, it was just like, I was trying to avoid reading anything about it. I was trying to avoid, you know, watching the tribute videos. I was trying to avoid watching, the interviews that the the people were doing on ESPN and all the big sports outlets and stuff, I was just trying to avoid everything. I don't know why, but like, I, I think I was just like in disbelief. And and the crazy thing is like, I never thought it would hit me that hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you you know me, like you know I'm I'm not like a huge lakers fan or a huge kobe fan or even a huge basketball guy like you know what i mean like how i, I watch basketball during the playoffs and right. you know during the finals like that's it i don't really watch basketball like that you're a big basketball guy like i know that about you yeah um and so i had to and so finally like after avoiding for like 48 hours uh i think it was what's today there's today's what wednesday mm-hmm. yesterday finally uh, it it hit me and it hit me hard and i allowed myself to like feel everything i wanted to feel cry if i wanted to cry which i did cried a lot yeah. um but yeah yesterday last night it finally finally all hit and i was thinking about why and i was like why is this hitting me so hard you know like being somebody that's not that into basketball or not that into his life or his career or the Lakers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it all just came down to like relatability in terms of 
I saw him as somebody that was able to achieve what I'm constantly aiming for, right? Which, which is mass impact, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like every person that believes that they're meant for greatness or has like that creative gene or has like that X factor or whatever, every person is that has that is always doing whatever they're doing in order to make an impact in the world. How can right. I how can I impact people's lives? How can I change people's lives for the better? How can I make people happy? How can I improve people's lives? Things like that. And to me, that was somebody that they he fucking did it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he did it. <laughs> the fact that the world is mourning his death, that's impact. Like that means you've lived a life and achieved what you set out to achieve. Right. And every creative person, every athlete, every entrepreneur is like, that's a goal, basic. That's a goal, like to get to that level. It was Kobe's level. Right. But yeah, uh, it's just crazy, man. So for me, it was a little bit, I guess, kind of the opposite in terms of how I was taking it day by day. Um, so obviously when the news hit, disbelief and then as you know it started to settle in that this the news was actually true and accurate you know this idea of disbelief and then when they broke the news about you know his daughter also being on the plane or sorry the helicopter with him along with her teammates and stuff and all that you know like it just i i I mean i've had kind of tears coming down my eyes for the last few days right i think what actually hit me the hardest, at, and and this is something that I was kind of surprised about, was the same day that he passed was uh, the Grammys. It was the, the Grammys were that night, right? And mm-hmm. so they paid tribute um, to you know Nipsey Hussle and yeah. Kobe, and you know at one point DJ Khaled said, "Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle." Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And when he said rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, to me, that just didn't make sense. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. so surreal and just it just didn't fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess because it was so fresh and, you know, the, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just didn't know how to process it at that point. But yeah. it all kind of hit me just like thinking about what their final moments might have been like as father and daughter, you know, and oh, man. just like that's that's a horrific place in your mind to put yourself in to put yourself in that chopper and to be a dad and to be around and to be right next to your daughter and you know what's ha- what's about to happen like that is how do like you even if how, if they even knew what was about to happen you know like yeah it, it all happens so fast i was reading some some people that are like aviation experts or whatever we're talking about, you know, what the last contact was and stuff. Yeah. Literally, they said uh, there was like last radio contact from the pilot saying something about changing altitude or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they said a 911 call came in from the ground two minutes later. Yeah. So think about that. <laughs> like it, it must have come down within 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Uh, because it has to spiral out of control, take a nosedive, crash, and somebody has to notice two, and all that happened in two minutes. So, 
Oh, well, man, the way just... the way it actually happened was a little bit different. So, I, like now that more more details have emerged, yeah. um, you know, like like you mentioned, you know, the the last contact that they had was that he was saying, or the pilot said that he was going to um, gain more altitude to avoid cloud coverage. Right, right, um, right. But the problem was that from the beginning, the the weather was not ideal for flight to begin with, right? And yeah. Um, you know, LAPD had grounded their helicopters for the day and stuff like yeah. that because of how bad the situation with the weather was. There was a lot of fog, a lot of clouds. Right. Um, and what ended up happening was the pilot was trying to uh, seek assistance from flight aviation control, I guess is what, what it's called, um, uh -huh. in providing a, a kind of like a radar assistance in a sense, right? right? But the problem was that they were flying too low to be able to receive that assistance. Mm -hmm. And so because of the issues with the fog the pilot decided i need to gain altitude so that i can get assistance oh. and the problem was that the pilot couldn't really see where he was and so they pretty much just directly crashed into a hillside so it wasn't like there was something wrong with the helicopter or anything like that at least yeah. based on the the more recent details that have emerged they literally just flew into a mountain wow that's crazy and you know debris was everywhere and you know ntsb was yeah. on the scene moments later i guess and uh you know they'll they'll assess what they need to assess and i think in the coming days and weeks we'll find out more information as to what exactly went wrong but yeah it's not even about that really you know it's more about you know you did mention that i'm a big basketball guy you know yeah. uh for me it was i'm a, I'm a diehard nick fan you know i know the knicks suck right now but you know the lakers and knicks is there's always been some kind of rivalry there right no matter what right. um and so i've always kind of perceived the lakers to be like the enemy and kobe kind of like the main villain right <laughs> but i felt i mean even throughout like while he was playing his entire career i've always had respect for who he was and what he's contributed not just mm -hmm. to basketball but off the court as well right? right so you touched on that a little bit the impact that he's had you know this idea of mamba mentality right he was known as the black mamba the most deadly snake in in, in uh, the world right but his mentality was as such that i will never give up I right. am the most dangerous person out there as long as I allow myself to succeed, right? And his right. his idea of success, sorry, success and failure was that I can only fail when I stop trying, right? Mm, and yeah. if you think about like the way he carried himself, the things he would say, the impact that he's had, there's only one other person I can think of in basketball that had a similar impact and that was Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But, but we didn't grow up in the Michael Jordan era. We grew no, up in the Kobe yeah. era, right? right? That's why I think partially it hit me so hard personally. Um, but also globally, the person that he was, the right. impact that he's had on the world and for basketball, outside of basketball, in so many ways, right? Yeah. Just Whether you're old, general. young, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. And I can't, I personally cannot remember the last time any celebrity death or whatever or tragedy has shaken the earth to its core in such a manner right yeah it was very reminiscent of the last time something like this happened like a tragedy of this scale of 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 somebody who has that much impact on the world was 2009 uh was michael jackson's death mm -hmm. 
And I remember where I was exactly then too. I was, it was my senior year in, in college and I had to stay back an extra summer semester to finish up some classes. So it was the summer of 2009 and I was in my dorm when the news broke and literally like pulled it up on my desktop computer and watching the live coverage and just disbelief, shock, and just like so much remorse because I grew up a huge Michael Jackson fan. You know, me and my brother both, me and Sunmit both grew up huge Michael Jackson fans. Uh, and when that happened, we were just like, no, this this can't be. And like no. literally everyone around the world mourned that death because that's how much impact he had on people's lives. You know, even with the, with Kobe, um, I saw some, some of my friends reposted some of this stuff. I saw there were like people, uh, that were from the Indian cricket team that were posting about Kobe's death and showing their respect and paying their respects and stuff. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? That's crazy. I know we live in a small world, but like, that that's that still was like wow his impact literally went around the globe yeah you know it really hit me because or i guess it, when it hit me i was reading a lot of the different stories that people were sharing about him you know the the posts that people were putting up not not just random people but like other basketball players other celebrities you know other athletes around the world like you mentioned the indian cricket team so his his reach his impact is immeasurable right there's no way yeah. to quantify that really um and i've had i you know i've had a lot of conversations with multiple friends of mine and i don't know just something about this death in particular it just hit me so much harder than any other has right like michael jackson yeah. was a big deal for sure you know i was yeah. pretty emotional when like paul walker died after one of the fast and furious movies and stuff you know right right, right. um Heath Ledger, obviously, that was a big deal. I yeah. just nothing has hit me though the way Kobe's death has now, and yeah, it's crazy thinking that I wasn't even the biggest Kobe fan if you think about it, right? But right. I don't know. You just there's just but, so much respect that you have to have for somebody like that. You know, you have so, to you have yeah. to have respect for a guy that at age eighteen starts his NBA career at age yeah. eighteen, straight out of high school. Straight out of fucking high school, gets picked up by the Utah Jazz, was it? Yeah. And gets traded the same fucking day. Yeah. Like, imagine you're 18 years old and a team is like, oh, we got you. And then they're like, wait, no, we don't want you. We're giving you up. Like, that. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, now it's a part of sports history, but like, I'm trying to think about 18 year old self, my own self. And like, yo, that's got to be crushing to like, that's just like a roller coaster of emotions to be like, oh, yeah, uh, we got you, but uh, we don't want you. So we're giving you away. Like, you just feel like you must feel. Like your self worth definitely takes a hit at that point, you know. Well, and, he he grew up a lifelong Laker fan, right? As a child, he was a Laker fan. So when he got traded to the Lakers, he was very excited about that. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. That. that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and and to, he grew up in Philly, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's he kind of grew up a little bit in in Italy, in Philly. You know, mm. didn't really. I guess he settled eventually in Philly, but um, right. you know, Lower Marion High School, uh, but. It's. I think it's so cool 
to be able to see that he was again drafted by the Lakers, his favorite team growing up, and spent twenty years within the Lakers organization and didn't play for any other team. Yeah, right? carried helped helped carry them to five championships. You know, um, numerous records, numerous accolades. Just yeah, he was around, a, he was a number athlete. three all time scoring player up until last week. Yeah. <laughs> Right now he's number four, but uh, how many times was he uh, uh all star player? Like eighteen out of his twenty one years or something? Something like uh, that. Crazy. How many times was he MVP? So many times. Like uh, I still haven't been able to bring myself to watch the um the group interview that Shaq did uh, uh at Staples Center. The one the video that's floating around. I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm not that, ready that was for that. The, the tribute last night. Yeah, I'm not ready for that yet. I haven't seen any of the Grammys footage yet either. Um, uh, I don't want to take away from this, but I want to switch gears a little bit because I did see um, uh, quite a few people um, bring up his past and, and, and talk about before yes, we get there, yeah. Before we get yeah. there, let me just—I guess—we'll close off, uh, close out some of the thoughts on on the, uh, I guess, the somber yeah. side of it. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, you know, course. I do want to touch on the fact that uh, how how close he was with his daughter, um, you know, and the way he used to talk about all of his daughters. You know, I think it's 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 a it's a it takes a real strong father figure to be the type of father he was, right? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to diminish this, the fact that, you know, his daughter was also included in, in the, the, the crash there. So yeah. she is a, we yeah. Can't, yeah, we can't forget that eight other people, one of them being his daughter, eight other people lost their lives. Uh, there was a, one of the guys that passed away was a, was a coach of a, ba- a baseball team for a very long time. There was her teammates, Gianna's teammates, two of them, their parents, one assistant coach, like all those people are now gone and all of them have impact on people's lives. All of them have loved ones. All of them have, you know, uh, families that they're leaving behind and friends that they're leaving behind. So it's, it's a very, very sort of sad and tragic and unfortunate event. And like, this is going to go down in history as, you know, just it, this is this is going to be a big mark on our history i feel like yeah i i think you know so, so going back to the gg thing real quick i think my fair so a lot of like i mentioned a lot of things were floating around in terms of the stories uh, about their relationship and the biggest i think one of the videos that hit me probably the hardest was the interview he did i think it was on either jimmy fallon or jimmy kimmel i can't remember which one um in which he was asked about you know having all daughters and such right? right and he mentioned the fact that when he goes out in public with his kids right. um you know fans come up to him and say oh kobe man you got to have a son you know somebody's going to carry on the legacy and his daughter would be like but you don't need no boys for that i got this <laughs> yeah you know yeah 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 and that was that. so like moving to me because i felt like that is the type of mentality he's instilled, not just in his kids, but in so many people around the world, right? Like that right. idea that it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to be, if you want to be great, you will be great, right? right? 
um, you know, he and he mentioned that he was a proud father of girls, you know, all the stories that were being shared and, you know, just the, the common legacy that both him and his daughter shared to a point as well, you know, and right. um, I think it's very fitting that this is episode 28, you know, because mm-hmm. Gianna's playing number, her jersey number was number two. And as yeah. we know, Kobe's original playing number in the NBA was eight. Right, um, right, right. So I think I personally, you know, I, I would love to have a moment of silence for eight seconds just to honor them both, if you don't mind. Um, so we'll do that right now. Yeah, man. So. Oh, shit, man. Shit is rough, man. Life is. And so unexpected. Everything is so temporary. We we have the audacity to try and plan our lives out, to try and make long-term goals and pretend like, you know, we're going to be here forever, but we're really not. You know, in any second, all of everything we know could be gone. You know, right. and not not just for any one of us, could be for all of us. You know what I mean, like I don't want to get all <laughs> interdimensional in a metaphysical like we did on the last episode or whatever it was, but like literally, you know, we the entire planet could be sucked up into a black hole at any second and all of this would be done and nobody would remember. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um I say that to say this, cherish the moments that you have cherish the loved ones you have don't hold grudges don't try don't spew hate at people try to be as nice to people as you possibly can try to spread love and positive energy in this world try to live your life to the fullest i mean if, if there's one message to take away from from kobe's life not from his death but from his life is that literally he lived his life to the fullest like there's not something he didn't waste in a moment and i think he said that in his one one of his interviews like he said i want to be remembered as somebody that didn't waste a moment and he literally did it you know uh whether it was on the court or off the court he he literally lived his life to the fullest so uh, if there's one thing you take away from his life is to try and please live your life to the fullest. If there's something that you've been dying to do, do it. If there's something that you've been meaning to reconcile, reconcile it. If there's a relationship that you've been meaning to mend, mend it, you know. Um, uh, that's all I really have to say about that yet. Um it, it's a lot, you know, it's, it's hard to even put all of it into words. It, and if, if Summit and I are holding it together and having this podcast episode now on a Wednesday night, uh, it's because uh, it, we've had the half the week to process all of this and, and sort of put our thoughts together. But, you know, this was, <laughs> we could not have done this on Sunday or Monday, not no. even on Tuesday. <sighs> so actually somebody shared a, a final kind of tribute video mm-hmm. with me on instagram earlier and again i'm like yo this is just too much right now you know i mean like yeah. even yesterday like the, the tribute that you mentioned i couldn't watch it you know i made sure not to watch it purposely because of everything yeah. that i had kind of already consumed as the day you know the few, last few days had gone on but yeah um 
But yeah, anyway, you were trying to make you were going to make a point earlier before I cut you off with the. Um, no, 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 not at all. Oh. Um, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I, I mean, our our job as podcasters. I mean, first of all, we do this podcast because Summit and I just like talking to each other. You you all are literally here to hear our conversations. We don't really care to cater to you as much. That sounds harsh, but you know, uh, our job as podcasters is to you know share everything uh whatever we're feeling whatever we talk about and this was something that came up in our group chats uh you know us me and Sumit, along with a couple of our friends somebody uh had sent over a story from from somebody that said uh i forget what it said exactly but something along the lines of uh it's great to honor and uh pay uh respects to those that have been deceased but lest we forget that this was the same man that was accused of sexual harassment uh or rape i forget which one it was yeah, right. uh, uh how many years ago now six years ago was it 2013 i believe something like that um awesome. and that was a it, it was an interesting it was an interesting thing to read and to see people post. And I saw it multiple times. Um, and I wanted to kind of talk to you about that because obviously when, when I first saw it, I was like, really? Like, I think me and you probably thought the same thing. We're like, really? Like right, right now, that's when you want to bring this up. Like, is this really the right time to bring that up? Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to, one, one, I want to hear what your thoughts are. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'll I'll kind of share my thoughts on it. So, what, what do you think? Do you? I guess the question is. The question is: Is that the right time to say something like that? Yes or no? Um, is there is any time the right time to 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 say something like that? Um, and what do, what do you think? Like, what what are we are we? painting somebody with a perfect brush somebody somebody that wasn't perfect are we trying to paint him with a perfect brush just because he's gone now um so here's my take right and i think so i you know when, when i look when i saw that i had many thoughts and kind of uh an initial reaction when i first saw it mm -hmm. um and my thing was yes the timing is absolutely incorrect it's it's almost extreme i think it was extremely insensitive uh mm. timing wise right um because here you are or here we are uh as pretty much a global society mourning somebody who had has had such a positive impact on so many people um and you're essentially saying that i don't care that you're mourning somebody you have to keep in mind the things that he's done wrong in his life now mm. i know that he wasn't a perfect person i know what he had gone through in that situation um he himself had kind of acknowledged that he was in the wrong and come out with a public apology when when that happened mm. but at the end of the day it's not about celebrating or uh sorry not it's it's more about celebrating somebody's life as opposed to trying to diminish their legacy right mm. and the legacy i guess you know they're come they're comes a point where you have to figure out this kind of age-old question of can you separate the person from their craft right 
Mm. And if you like, you know, the same thing is, is said about Chris Brown and the whole Rihanna situation or anybody else who I, I guess Floyd Mayweather also falls in or that category. Kevin right? Hart, yeah. Or or yeah, but or anybody who's who's gone through something similar, right? Or dealt right. with with a situation like that. Can is that possible to separate the person from the situation? And mm. some people can do that. Some people can't, which is which is fine to each their own, right? There's no yeah. one definitive way to um, address anything, really. Personally, I felt with this situation with Kobe. You know, yes, we know what he what happened. We uh, he also acknowledged what happened, had a public apology when it happened, settled out of court, which in and of itself could should potentially tell you that nobody actually knows what took place right because yeah it's all it's, it's all a presumption pres yeah exactly right i think my brother had said that it was pre it's presumption of guilt automatically mm, yeah and, and that kind of is reminiscent or I, I guess symbolic of the way the feminist movement is working in in today's age and the me too movement and all that mm, right where yeah. there's conditions put into place for when those things take effect right right um and that was kind of my take on it. I just, I just didn't feel the timing was right. I just felt like, you know, fine. If that's the point you want to make, you're, you're, it's all well and good that you want to do that. Mm -hmm. But, but don't try to take away from the fact that people are mourning. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because like, think about how would you feel if his family read what you wrote? Right. Oh man, it's tough. I, I, I want to say. I'll say this. Um, when I when I first saw stuff like that pop up on my feed, um, my initial reaction was probably the same as most people, I would say, or I don't know, uh, most Kobe fans or most people that were mourning his death that I, I felt it was insensitive and I felt that it was, was not the right time, that it, the timing seemed inappropriate. But now that I've had time to sit with it, um, you know, I, I think I had to take a second to check myself and be like, you know what, if in fact somebody out there is or was a victim of something like that by that person, then no time is inappropriate. Any time is appropriate. And, you know, I tried to put myself in the shoes of an alleged victim or a victim, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like what would I be feeling if the person that had tried to, to rape me is now being, is now getting more glory than they already had. Like they already had all the glory in the world. And even after they're dead, they now have more glory and more praise and just like it's it's endless and i tried to sort of imagine that and think okay you know what i i can see where that's coming from yeah. i can see um you know why somebody would would post that so i kind of had to check my privilege especially as especially as a man i feel like you know we have this sort of camaraderie where whether whether we're boys with kobe or not it's kind of like you know if we see somebody being uh you know talked down to we're kind of like trying to be overprotective or whatever yeah um but yeah i i see it and was he perfect no not you know right. no, nobody's fucking perfect but was he a celebrity that maybe 
some people were trying to grab money off of? Could be. I don't know. I don't know what happened yeah. with him and that girl. I have no idea. Um, could it be that, uh, you know, I forgot what my train of thought here was, but, um, I, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how much money she she got from that settlement. Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody you'll never know. You know what I mean? Like, was he perfect? No. Is is anybody perfect? No. But are celebrities and their actions looked at under a microscope? Yes. Like right. you're you're not allowed a single error. You're not allowed to fuck up at all. And no matter how much good you do after that, right. It's like you're that's always held against you. And it's like to a point, I feel like it's not fair. But again, I'm not the victim. And yeah. so <laughs> whether it's fair or not is not up to me. You know what I mean? Um, I can form my own opinion on him from a non-victim perspective uh, and kind of look at it objectively and say, yeah, he fucked up. But look at how much more good he's done in the world. But that's my perspective. And if there's people out there that can relate to the victim because they have that sort of empathy or because they've maybe been in that same, been in similar shoes or whatever the case is, good on them. And they have every right to feel what they're feeling. Just to- yeah. And I, I do want to clarify before anybody misconstrues my stance on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't want people to think that I'm saying that what, happened or what transpired uh, transpired between kobe and this woman that we're not believing the woman or we just feel like uh we're we're put, uh brushing it aside or you know sweeping it under the rug that's not at all what i'm saying right mm. what i'm saying or what i have my stance on this is that the timing was incorrect i you know the things that have happened in his lifetime those aren't going to change right mm-hmm. and i think like you mentioned you know constantly kind of holding that against somebody fine you again that's your prerogative right and we as men for sure cannot relate to what a woman goes through in that situation so nor am i going to try because I think it would be unfair to assume what that would be like, right? Um, Whatever she dealt with, she's dealt with, and and it's a terrible situation that she's probably had to go through her her, or endure in her life. Um, And and I think there's no excuse for what he did if what uh, he's being or he was accused of actually transpired, right? There's there's no excuse. However. And and obviously every this is a very subjective thing, right? There is no single right answer in this situation here. It's yeah. everybody's opinion is their own. For me personally, I feel that that when I think of Kobe, that isn't necessarily the first thing that pops in my mind, right? Yeah, I think about you know what his con- contribution to basketball has been, what the type of person he became following that. Yeah, you learn. Yeah, yeah, you learn mistakes, and I, it it showed that he did. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. it's not like he had a continuous pattern of terrible behavior or like you know fucked up shit that he did. Um, and and I don't know, I don't know. Like I said, I I do feel like yes, you have every right to to point out his flaws. Yeah. And and I'm nobody to tell you that that you can't or that I'm hurt by or offended by you sharing your thoughts. You have every right. 
And that's all I have to say about that. That's it. Yeah. What yeah. more what more can I say about that, right? Like what yeah, am I, I gonna say that's gonna stop somebody from from feeling what they feel? Like I have to realize that people feel what they feel and people yeah. will hold on to what they what they feel is important. Right. And you know, we, I, I, I don't want to beat this topic to death either. Yeah. Because you know, I think it's, it's yeah. something that has already kind of happened and people have already discussed over the years and, and such. But yeah. Um, look. <sighs> yeah. Shit but, happens in life. Um, you know, and this is a, an unfortunate uh, yeah. tragedy that the world, I guess, and his family especially has had to endure and all the families, members of the, yeah. the other passengers on the helicopter that crashed. Um, you know, our prayers and respect and thoughts are out with all of them. And, um, yeah. you know, as I guess in a sense, cliche as that sounds and somewhat um, empty as it might sound. Um, no, it's no, just, it's not. It's really not like, right. It, really yeah. are thinking about all those families. Like Vanessa Bryant just shared, um, a family photo on her Instagram since this whole thing and wrote a, a, you know, nice long caption about everything. And, you know, just reading that is just whew, gut wrenching. It's just, you know, how do you, how do you look at this picture of, of this family and then imagine that two of the people are just gone now. They're yeah. just, you know, this family is now broken in half. Yeah. And uh, how do you how do you raise three girls on your own without your better half? You know, like without without the guy that was there for all of it, and now he's just gone. Like, it's I can't even imagine the pain that she's feeling, the pain that her daughters are feeling, uh, the pain that all the families are feeling. It's 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 pretty. It's a it's a yeah. trying time it's a very you know, trying time losing their father and husband losing their sister and daughter like it's just yeah. a lot man it's just too it's much it's, it's really so just hard. too much it's really too much that's what makes this so hard uh, um if we could switch gears another thing that's been really crazy that's been happening around the world is this coronavirus which is just like starting to scare the shit out of people um i think the world health organization is starting to officially call it an outbreak have they done that yet or uh, i thought i saw something about that yeah i think they've officially labeled it an outbreak mm -hmm. and uh the death toll what was it at man it was at like i think earlier this like on monday it was at like 50 or something and then overnight it doubled yeah well the cases know. the cases the the number of cases rather definitely doubled i don't know if the death toll doubled necessarily but um if you're saying oh, it was 50 yeah. at one point i did see 100 at uh, the last Dude, i heard it's about at it. 132 now as, yeah, of, as of 53 minutes ago it's now at 132 with 5900 cases confirmed in china yeah so it, are, are they saying it's just an outbreak or are they calling it an epidemic now? No, so far it's an outbreak. Got it. Um, I don't know what when that switch happens, like what quantif yeah. what how many more people have to die for it to be called a 
epidemic, but yeah. And then there was how many cases were there in America? There was like I think they confirmed it like five cases in America. Yeah, there's um, been a handful, but you know, new cases are popping up here, like yeah. left and right, pretty much now. Because anybody who might have traveled to that region during a certain mm-hmm. time, yeah. um, you know, could have been exposed to it. And then uh, airports were also screening for the virus uh, for any incoming passengers from certain yeah. like, certain parts of China, yeah. um, specifically the Wuhan region, Wuhan district, um, yeah. which is where i don't know if you've seen these videos i think i sent it to you as well but how this coronavirus kind of originated um, oh i saw like the yeah, yeah, bro, you said so yeah. fucking disgusting it's so gross yes yeah, i mean to eat their own but that shit was gross to watch it was nah, people I, eating <laughs> people eating bats yeah and rats like mice and Live, living mice like they're moving oh, oh man it was just way too much sorry to listeners yeah, who have to hear this shit God. right? But, yeah hear this shit you, you haven't seen this shit yeah man we See saw it shit. so we, oh we my about it God. yeah you it don't want to uh, watch these videos they're fucked bro so yeah so eating bats bat soup and it's like not even just like parts oh, of the bat it's literally it's the, the whole, whole entire bat. bat is just fucking deep fried or some shit like Oh, what is it? You know, they're eating snakes, they're eating mice, and I'm just like, yo, Humans why? Are fucked, man. Humans are like, we're literally like responsible for our own demise. Like, yeah. <laughs> if the dinosaurs died because of like some meteors or some shit or whatever, we'll be responsible for our own demise. Like, there yeah. won't be no crazy, you know. Uh, world disaster that takes us out. It will just be us killing ourselves. Ah, yeah. So, um, so Washington State, that... LA. I'm sorry, Washington State, California, Chicago, and what else was it? Texas? No, that's it. Like there was one in Philly, I think. No, no, no. There's nothing in Philly. I'm no, there was it. definitely something in Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's Pennsylvania. The map I'm looking at. Yeah, could be. Oh, shit. Sorry, you were saying something before I blurted out the map. <laughs> no, I actually don't even remember now. But um, oh, so, uh, so well, I think the CDC is saying that um, if you have or if you feel certain symptoms that you should probably go get checked. And a lot yeah. of them are flu-like symptoms. Um, yeah. But at this point, I think it's rapidly growing and, and, and spreading amongst people's bodies, whoever might be infected potentially. Um, yeah. And if it's, if you feel any type of symptoms that are flu, like, you know, fever, sore throat, cold, body aches, etc. cetera. Yeah. Uh, well, not cold. Cause that would counteract the fever, but yeah, fever. Get <laughs> um, your ass to the hospital. ASAP. Just, just be safe, play it safe. Don't affect anybody. Just, yeah. you know, go out and get yourself tested just to be sure. Cause yeah. if you are for whatever reason, or somehow you've, you've, um, you know, caught this virus, virus yeah. you want to address it right away. Um, and another thing that I saw recently was that, uh, you know, these masks that people wear, mm, they're not yeah. very effective. That's the, yeah, because that's there's no, saying, there's too. no true way to understand how the virus is being contracted or being spread. Yeah. Um, and the, the one common theme that everybody kind of states is that constantly wash your hands right. with soap and water. Right. right. That is the most effective way to make sure that bacteria isn't being transferred left and right. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you're out in public or even if you're at home, just keep 
washing your hands. It's just general good hygiene. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you don't wash your hands, generally, just now's just, a good time to start. Yeah, don't talk to me. You know, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, um, um, dude, there's like so America started um, evacuating uh, Americans that were in the Wuhan area. Yeah, and other countries are also doing the same now. Yeah. They're they're like researching extraction points where it might be safe for people to travel to and, and actually yeah. get on planes or helicopters or whatever. Yeah. Um I know that the US is also trying to send experts uh, who might potentially be experts in the uh, the field of um you know these types of diseases um to help address some of the issues that are that people are facing. And you know, did you see that China is literally building new hospitals within like days? Yeah to house all these people. <laughs> yeah somebody was talking about that um it was in our in our friends group chat <laughs> our friends were talking about how china fucking builds hospitals overnight and uh, uh it takes me two weeks to build ikea furniture <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there and i somebody sent me somebody had posted this somebody had posted um uh, a phone conversation from a nurse in China that was all you know, translated and stuff. And she was just sobbing, talking about how bad it is and that the condition is a lot worse than the news is making it out to be, that the government is, is describing it as. Uh, and uh, I watched a good amount of that video. That shit was pretty crazy to see. I don't know. Obviously, like, you know, there's always like conspiracy theories and shit out there. And, you know, sometimes you don't know what to trust and what not to trust. Um, right. But I wouldn't put it past, especially the Chinese government, because it's the fucking Chinese government. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same government that banned YouTube for a while, isn't it? Ban yeah, Google, YouTube, YouTube, Google, Facebook, Facebook what's pretty up? much any Western media. Yeah, so um, I wouldn't put it past them, but uh, yeah. that's it's scary, man. It's obviously, um, oh man, uh, what else? I think we're at a good stopping point. I don't want to, I don't want to do this too much. I really, uh, we didn't have a plan for this episode, uh, not like we ever do, but um. I, I knew that we really wanted to share our thoughts about Kobe, his life, um, and everything. Uh, I'm glad we did that. Um, you know, if anybody else has thoughts that they want to share, um, uh, please drop us a comment or something, or, you know, let us know. Um, uh, what else? Super Bowl's coming up this weekend. Yes, sir. On a, uh, lighter on a note. much lighter note. <laughs> much lighter note. Um, Super Bowls this weekend. Uh, that's going to be very exciting. Chiefs and Niners. Uh, what do you? What do you got? Pl- what do you got planned for Super Bowl Summit? What are you doing? Nothing yet, man. I need some plans. Somebody hit me up. Somebody fucking invite Summit <laughs> to their house. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be watching it by myself in my house, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Somebody, please, for God's sakes, invite somebody to their Super Bowl party. Yeah. First, <laughs> first throw a party and then invite me. Don't yes. just invite me to come watch the game. Sounds, <laughs> sounds sad, man. Sounds so sad. Yeah, it's chill. I actually generally, um, in the past, I've watched you know the Super Bowl with my parents. You know, it's the one time of year my my parents will watch a football game. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because my dad like runs like the you know the boxes. Um, 
like the Super Bowl uh, uh, score boxes or whatever. Uh huh. He runs a couple of those, right? And so, like, when uh, he knows okay. that his like own like somewhat invested in, in the oh, game that he's, like, okay. he's like he'll text me like if i'm not watching the game with him and i'm somewhere else he'll be like what was the score for the first quarter what was the score at halftime what was the score at the third you know and i'm just like did you win did you win something yeah. is there sports betting in new new york um like actual betting like or yeah, yeah, actual like actual no right i don't think so i don't think it's been legalized I think it's in, that in sense connecticut that. and delaware i want to say Couple other states. I'm pretty sure it's like wherever there's uh, casinos and stuff like that, right? Because no, not true. Like Maryland doesn't have sports betting. We have casinos, but we don't have sports betting. Really? Yeah, it's weird. I think it's coming soon. I think it's on the ballot this year. Uh huh. But it's it's not. They don't have it right now. But anyway, J Lo and Shakira doing a halftime show. Billie Eilish just took home God knows how many fucking Grammys. Oh boy, so much is happening in the world. Um, I want to wrap up this episode by just saying we are extremely thankful uh, for all the people in our lives uh, for for being able to do what we love to do, which is talk shit, yap out. <laughs> um, and um, we uh, thank you always for being such great supporters of our podcast. We hope that you'll share our podcasts on your social media platforms so that we can be famous celebrities one day. (laughs) (laughs) I want to win a Grammy for a podcast. Yo, is that a thing? I don't, when is that? I mean, they have grant Michelle Obama won a Grammy. Michelle Obama officially is a Grammy winner for her book Becoming. Yeah, but her she's Oscar. just a superhero, so she'll win everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she I deserves think. all the awards. Just throw them all at her like fucking Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be. I want to win a Grammy. You know, for for being a fucking great podcaster. There you go. So if you're listening, please uh, spread Make us. My dreams come true. <laughs> yeah. Spread us around. You know, share us with your friends, colleagues enemies whatever you know whatever floats your boat (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah um you know we didn't mean for this to become like a really depressive episode but you know there are certain things that we definitely want to talk about and address when when they happen and uh you know for so if you've made it to the end to this point thank you for sticking around with us um thank you for listening to our point of views on on certain things uh that were discussed today um and if you are listening if we are friends if we're not friends yet um if we were friends at some point look i think the one takeaway is you know i love you all we love you all mm-hmm. um you know we're we're all we're definitely glad that all of you are in our lives whether you're just a podcast listener whether you're somebody we're, we know intimately or closely or personally um you know there's just no end of there's no end in terms of the amount of love that we have for all the people that yeah. are in our lives. And and I think you mentioned that earlier in, in, in 100%. Um, so I definitely wanted to put my kind of take on that in there as well. So, uh, yeah. thank you for listening guys. I'm done with thank the close this out, man. That's it.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us once again for another great episode of Yet Another Podcast. Your boys, Summit and Thummit, we out. Peace. Peace. Classics. Classics.